Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fried. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we'll set out to answer this question. In what ways has technology assisted in improving driver safety? We're going to venture into this topic of driver safety with perspective from the fleet side with Tom DeSalvi, Vice President of Safety, Driver Training, and Compliance at Schneider National. But first, we're going to speak with Charlie Moan, Director of Product Innovation for DriveWise. Welcome to the Road Science Podcast, Charlie. Glad to be here. Great. Glad to have you on. Before we get into the actual product and service of DriveWise and Safety Plus, let's kind of take a a broader view of the industry when it comes to driver safety. Uh, Could you tell me more of the the pain points uh, in the industry that you have seen when it comes to driver safety? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, uh, you know, driver safety at the end of the day is all about uh, preventing accidents on the road. And um, you know, if you look at the trends over time, driving a commercial truck is is getting safer and safer thanks to you know major part a lot of technology. But there's always uh, room for improvement, and I think um, you know at DriveWise, like our our mission really is to have uh, you know a transportation system that supports uh, you know safe driving, and you know, our goal is to to get to a, a basically zero fatalities in the industry, which would be amazing. But so we have a long way to get uh, you know to get there, of course, uh, across the industry. But uh, you know we see um, you know we see there continues to be um, a lot of uh, you know, if you look at the trends over the last several years, a lot of the same culprits uh, pop up in terms of uh, you know what's driving accidents. Speeding is a, you know continues to be uh, one of the main, ma- major causes of, of accidents on the road. We also you know there's other kind of micro trends we see. Uh, a lot of drivers uh, we, we you know are, are very unhappy with uh, park the parking situation. Uh, that's not just a you know convenience issue at the end of the day. That's also a safety issue. Uh, that's top of mind for us as we think about how we work with our state partners um, and how we roll out technology as part of our solutions. Um, you know, and I think I think kind of broader than that, uh, we also you know if you if you look at the the role of a safety manager or a fleet manager who's taking on that safety management activity in their fleet, they have a pretty daunting task of building. A safety toolkit. There's all these new things coming out, new technology, new equipment. You know, a lot of uh, policies, whether government, you know, regulated or or not, that are evolving. A lot of new opportunities for for training. You know, tur- turnover continues to be a pretty big issue in the industry, which means a lot of new drivers on the road that need to get trained up and fall into the the policies of a company, and uh, and it's a pretty daunting task. So. You know, we, we, we look at, you know, how can we help fleet managers and safety managers in a way that's not going to you know, burden them with more work to do, but really help kind of ease that, uh, that task of building a safety toolkit that, um, uh, you know, drives uh, safety within their organization. It sounds like the common theme in your answer is the human element, you know, having 
training the drivers, number one, and number two, making sure, you know, those drivers are adhering to the, the safety protocols when it comes to driving a, you know, a class eight truck. Definitely. You know, so when, you know, massaging those concerns that you had just mentioned, you know, how did you approach in the innovation of making, you know, the, the service safety plus uh, and working with the, the beta groups, uh, of course, you, know, you, you mentioned your state partners. Uh, what was that dynamic like in making this particular product? I mean, what were the, what were the goals? Number one? Yeah, great question. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, let me let me just kind of backdrop that a little bit. Um, so DriveWise, uh, we've been a leader in the Waystation Bypass service for about 10 years, and it's all, you know, it's all app-based. So we partner with all of the major ELD vendors in the market today. Uh, so most of the, the folks using our DriveWise service have uh, are, you know, basically in-cab notifications for Waystation Bypass on their ELD uh, displays in the cab. And so uh, with this huge network of, of fleets from one a lot of owner operators and you know, one truck uh, up to, you know, the biggest fleets uh, in the industry um, are using our service. So, you know, when we wanted to pursue the safety plus product, uh, we tapped into that network and um, we found about eight fleets uh, that, that wanted to work with us on developing this concept of uh, in-cab uh, safety notifications and taking that really to the next level. And we'll get into more detail around what Safety Plus does. And, uh, but but the, you know, the, at a high level, uh, we worked with fleets that had four trucks to 8,000 as part of that beta process. And uh, personally, I, I love it. I love the beta process. It's like, you know, you're kind of, it's messy. It's uh, you're, you're in the kitchen. You're trying to come up with something new, trying to f- kind of refine that recipe, if you will. And we uh, listen to our, our beta customers. Uh, we really developed this whole product based on feedback through that beta process. So you have an idea when you come up with a, a product around something that you think is going to resonate and work in the market, um, but that beta, the beta customers really help kind of take that to the next level, make sure it's something that meets their needs. So, um, so yeah, through that process, we, you know, we had again small fleets and large fleets, and they each engaged in different ways. But uh, we found it pretty cool that one of our largest fleets, actually about eight thousand trucks, that was um, testing this out, loved what we were doing so much, and with uh, with customized safety alerts, that they actually ended up hiring a, a dedicated person to basically leverage this brand new product that we're coming out with. And so we had really great feedback with them through the entire cycle. And yeah, you know, it's uh, we've been we launched this back in in the fall of uh, 2020, and uh, you know, as since launch. Uh, we continue to get that feedback from our, our early adopters and continue to refine the product to, uh, to meet the needs of the market. That's good to hear, Charlie. Uh, but uh, what was some of that positive feedback that you were receiving that evolved into the, the benefits that the service has now? Yeah, you bet. So, yes, yeah, so really at a high level, Safety Plus uh, boils down to three or four kind of categories of features. So uh, the first category is what we call custom uh, safety alerts or custom zones. And really, that that's a feature that allows... Uh, fleets to basically go into a website, create a uh, you know geofence location where they'd want to show an alert to a driver uh, in a real, real simple way, and then not only just an alert alert the driver in cab with a safety message, but also analyze after the fact uh, whether the driver uh, responded to that alert, whether they slowed down. So maybe a goal is to get the driver to you know just to drive slower. They can look back and analyze whether you know, across their fleet drivers were slowing down. So you know, I think we we found that feature this this idea of custom alerts. Um, we had ideas of it being cool, but once we actually got fleets using it, all the ideas that they came up with on how they're going to leverage it was uh, really uh, fun to watch. And so every fleet had different priorities, uh, safety priorities, 
and um, you know, and and so those alerts could are really all over the board. So one fleet was setting up alerts uh, in their yard to alert drivers around uh, basically where to safely park. Uh, not not a typical you know kind of accident prevention uh, prevention use case, but um, uh, that was important for them. Another fleet uh, was uh, basically going in every day, alerting drivers about you know bad road conditions in areas that they their fleet traveled in, and. Uh, whether that's, you know, weather advisory, high wind conditions or road closures, they were ac- actively kind of alerting drivers around issues that were going to uh, slow them down and providing them guidance on, on where to go uh, safely. And we've learned that since launching this, all, all of these different ideas around how custom zones could be used to, to help kind of each fleet uniquely solve their safety problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, has been fun fun to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just kind of wanted to have you elaborate on the just the proactiveness. I mean, that you uh, that you were speaking about, just kind of um, you know, when you were talking about parking alerts. Yeah. And uh, but there's there's also just kind of as I mentioned the proactiveness of the you know the speed alerts or or just kind of something. Uh, I, I guess the service being a, a virtual driving coach. Can, can you speak more mm. speak more upon that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I you know I think um, it really goes back to our. Our vision, you know, for for our entire service is we again we don't want to uh, we don't want to burden fleet managers, safety managers with more data to look at and that they have to go you know uh, kind of sift through to figure out how they manage their drivers and uh, you know train up their drivers. So the entire concept is really that we are truly a proactive uh, safety service, and and so through through this ability to uh, alert drivers for you know risk zones, our service includes by the way about twenty five hundred locations that we curate and provide alerts to drivers around areas like low bridges, uh, rollovers, uh, steep grades. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, this ability for fleets to create their own custom zones um, really is a way for, uh, for, for safety managers, fleet managers to, um, you know, prevent accidents, prevent uh, bad driving behavior before, you know, it even happens. So a lot of the other tools that are out there today, there's tons of great tools and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything bad about the, the safety solutions that are out there today. Cause they're all doing, they're all playing their part in uh, helping drivers stay safe on the road, but a lot of them are um, more reactive. So it's, it's more around driver coaching, uh, coaching drivers who are identified to have, you know, risky behavior and then uh, following up with them on, you know, driving better. That's important, but in this case we can, fleets can actually kind of prevent that conversation from even having to happen if they can, uh, you know, tell drivers in the right spot, uh, you know, how to avoid risk or how to uh, prevent, you know, a collision. From time to time, an issue commands so much of the industry's attention that it requires a deeper dive, a resource readers can turn to, a transport topic special report. We're turning our attention to another big issue, electrification and the key factors that will drive this industry trend. In every case, we're working to provide our readers with information, analysis, and clarity on key issues confronting fleets. One comprehensive resource packed with insights that can give you the edge. Transport Topics invites you to learn more about our special reports. To reserve your copy of the latest special report, visit ttn.ws forward slash electrification. Well, let's dive deep into, as you're saying, other partners, uh, just kind of in a general sense. I'm going to ask you, Charlie, to put on your industry analyst hat. And I just want to ask you, where do you see with the the influx of technology when it comes to safety and how it's helping drivers? Where do you see that in-cab technology and safety going in the future in the industry? 
Yeah, great question. So uh, it's certainly you know, a lot of technology, you know, a lot of the technology to date around safety has been driven by telematics uh, platforms. So uh, the data that's been collected just from a GPS, you know, or a connected engine standpoint and, you know, analyzing that data, right? Uh, over the last five, 10 years, we've seen a prol proliferation of uh, dash cams and video telematics, which has really augmented that with, you know, with a new uh, level of, of insight and data. Um, in terms of you know what what a camera can capture that a you know just a, a sensor can't, um, but we we see um, you know we, we're kind of in the middle of it at Drivewise. Uh, we're connected to waystation bypasses and and this uh, connectivity with infrastructure uh, I think is is something that's going to be really uh, significant. You know it's uh, over time and the idea of a truck being able to communicate with infrastructure. Uh, you know, waystation bypass uh, is really kind of the tip of the spear there, where we tell a driver what, whether a waystation is open or closed. We've already seen seeing some states roll out smart um, smart parking, uh, you know, systems um, where they can alert drivers about how many parking spot, spots are open along, uh, you know, the road and rest areas. Uh, we have some states that are pursuing projects where um, they want to provide uh, truck specific speed advisories on roads based on the vehicle's weight, based on uh, way in motion, uh, you know, sensors that are actually in the road. Other projects that are around uh, supporting driver uh, trucks having dedicated truck lanes on you know certain times of the day, uh, just to for more safe uh, travel uh, down the certain corridors. So uh, it's it's that's going to be a long it's kind of a long term vision. But uh, having a connectivity in with the infrastructure is going to be uh, really kind of allow uh, allow safety you know managers to kind of take let the infrastructure itself drive drive a safer uh, driving uh, pattern. I think the other thing too um, is uh, you know we we see this from Safety Plus is uh, just in terms of uh, you know how fleet managers safety managers look at safety. It's it's not a competitive advantage for any fleet. Uh, safety is safety. It's important. We see a lot of. Uh, our companies, uh, customers working together and collaborating uh, for a common goal. So this whole concept of, of safety zones, uh, we've had a lot of fleets come back and say, hey, can we, you know, if we set up safety zones for a particular, you know, area or use case, can we share that with other fleets or other fleets asking, you know, could we have access to community-based risk zones? And that, that whole concept of collaboration for safety, I think uh, is the intent is there. We need platforms and technology to help uh, drive and support that. One of the things that I heard from your answer that that's um, that I'm attached to is you know, just analyzing the data. And I think for for some fleet managers uh, that that I've uh, spoken to in the stories that have been written in Transport Topics, um, there's kind of a pain point in there where you're talking about the you're talking about analyzing the data, but there's there's somewhat of a paralysis by analysis, yeah. you know, in, in, in that sense when you know someone sees a product like this that that fleet managers see and they're hopeful that it could be useful in their company. You know, there, it kind of gets to a point where we have so much information. What can, what can I actually use to benefit my fleet? I mean, do, do you get that um, kind of um, concern with this product? I mean, or just in products in general? And, and if you do, how do you uh, assage those concerns? Yeah, great question. So, oh, definitely. I think, you know, today there's so much data um, and you have to know how to use it and leverage it in the right way. So, um, you know, we, we view our, the data that we collect, we do provide um, access to that data through, uh, you know, through a portal uh, we call DriveWise Hub, where fleets can look at, uh, you know, kind of high level trends 
and identify you know areas of risk and kind of drill into the details identify specific drivers that are driving really well or not but um, you know at the end of the day you've got a lot of different tools that are providing these insights into you know safe or unsafe driving um, and I think you know I think it's important for uh, fleets to to have you know a view into all these uh, you know different systems that's uh, kind of consolidated to make it easy, as easy as possible. Uh, so we do have some of our ELD partners that um, you know have driver coaching platforms that integrate data from truck systems, um, brake systems, things like that, as well as telematics, and, and and we're working with some of those partners to integrate our data in there as well. Uh, so having you know driver scorecarding is a really big trend that certainly. Um, you know, is, is an important way to help kind of simplify that message and communication training with the driver. Um, and we, we definitely, uh, you know, want to support, continue to support that, that trend. I think the other, you know, the other thing too, is really identifying, I guess, you know, general tip is just identify what, what matters and what, uh, what you're seeing, uh, you know, actually changing behavior, um, you know, in your fleet. So there's, uh, there's certainly a lot of, Kind of common metrics that companies will look at, um, whether it's you know what are hard braking or other you know kind of uh, leading indicators of risky behavior, but look at where your accidents are. Look at um, you know what what uh, categories of risk you're seeing that affect your uh, CSA scores, and you know focus in on the, the things that are going to you know really drive uh, you know the the most accident reduction uh, for your fleet. Charlie, it's been a pleasure having you on. The, the podcast. I really appreciate your insight and thanks for making us smarter. You bet. Thanks for having me. In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. And now we welcome the road signs, Tom DeSalvi, VP of Safety, Driver Training and Compliance for Schneider. Welcome to the show, Tom. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, indeed. You know, one of the things when it comes to driver safety, it has a whole new meaning than it has 20, 30 years ago. And, and there are so many dangers when it comes to you know, driver safety, you know, mentally, physically, and, you know, the equipment as well. Yeah. How have fleets use technology to identify and better avoid, you know, these dangers when it comes to driver safety? Sure, Mike. Well, well uh, you know, the, the trucking industry, like all modes of transportation, uh, it, it has its its challenges. And the, there, these are challenges that, that we all work through. Uh, but I, I think before you can uh, utilize the technology, it's, it's understanding where, where are these challenges coming from and how do you identify them so that you know what to put in place to, to prevent uh, any future uh, injuries or, or accidents. We, we get our feedback from uh, our drivers. Uh, we, uh, we have aggregated data that we look at to determine where our potential risk opportunities are and, and areas to prevent. Uh, and we even have, uh, we have our, our fleet with forward-facing and side-facing cameras, and sometimes even the, the cameras themselves are able to help us identify uh, opportunities. And, and then from there, once we understand what the what the challenges are, then we work towards uh, preventing them. And, and when I talk about preventing them, it could be preventing injuries, 
for, for our driver associates. And, and that could be implementing low tech uh, uh, items such as working with the OEMs to uh, spec different grab handles to reduce slip and falls or uh, moving a number of years ago, we moved down the, the uh, airlines and the electrical cords so that our drivers just didn't have to climb up on catwalks, things that would, could get them uh, injured in a slip and fall. Uh, but then there's also some other more technical items, such as a, a air release a fifth wheel handle, or a we now use a, a ratchet style uh, dolly crank. Uh, areas that we know over time can can lead to uh, uh, strains or, or injuries. We, we work to mitigate in, the, in that manner. And then, of course, similarly, similarly on the motor vehicle side, it's understanding where your opportunities are and then uh, leveraging technology to address it. And, and the technologies, you know, for example, lane departure warning systems, which I think people are familiar with. And, and now uh, most, most recently, the uh, automated emergency braking, which in the trucking industry we refer to as collision mitigation systems. Yeah, it sounds like that your company is, you know, basically has that balance where, you know, you're balancing technology and the, the human factor. And you know, there's a lot of lot of changes that have been made throughout the years when it comes to that. When it comes to safety in general, you know, how is how is Schneider's training and protocols uh, keeping up with that in, in the in the role of safety and protecting the drivers? Well, you know, you're right about that because the technologies that I mentioned, the, those are only uh, to assist the driver. It, it never takes the place of a of a well qualified, well trained driver associate, and, and and, and that comes from a, a foundation of, of training and, and really safety culture from the organizational level. So, so d- despite the technology, if you don't have a strong uh, set of, of policies, of standards, of high expectations, and then really most importantly, a culture of safety within your organization, the technology that I mentioned, it's, it's really of limited value. It, it really is there to assist and to add on uh, or to be additive to the driver's uh, training and experience, and and so, uh, but again, I, I can't emphasize the importance of of culture, because while the technology will help the drivers in, in from a skill perspective, the culture and uh, the and the safety protocols that that you mentioned, those will help our our driver associates know when to make. The best decisions, and 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 really, if if the weather is bad, if they're tired, if they're ill, knowing that the organization would expect nothing less of them but to find a safe place to stop and, and check in with us versus to continue on, uh, it, that having that culture sets all that up for our drivers to know that they're supported in that manner. You know, we we frequently say it, there's nothing that we haul that is worth somebody. Uh, getting injured or putting others at risk, and and so you you set up that foundation, and then you put the the training, you layer the training and the technology on top of that. There's one thing you, you had mentioned, Tom, that that's very interesting, and that's the culture. Um, you had mentioned that culture, it, how how important it is for driver safety. What are some of the things that that you're doing within the company to you know promote safety, to better incentivize? Uh, drivers and employees to be more safe w- while they're on the job. 
Uh, what are some of the things that, that you're doing to to improve that situation and to, to engage your drivers and, and to have those employees be safer? Yeah, it's it's really it's really multifaceted. Uh, but it, it again, it starts it starts with the the clear expectation that nothing is more important to us than safe operations throughout our organization, whether you're a driver associate or whether you're you're a mechanic or whether you're a warehouse associate. We want everyone to to go home uh, uh, the same way they came to work and, and, and feeling as good, if not better, than the way they came to work. So it's promoting that culture of safety. And then it's, then it's of course, awareness. And, and while you can ch- provide some initial training, you, you also have to reinforce that training. For our driver associates, we, have, we constantly have uh, ongoing or monthly uh, training uh, videos, S- similar to what you might find if you were looking for something on, on YouTube. It might be a, a five or seven minute video that reinforces a particular topic. It, it may be uh, uh, the importance of proper rest in the spring, particularly when we're getting ready to change uh, in the time zones. Or it may be a, a reinforcement of proper coupling procedures from from what was learned during the course of their initial training. But but it's it's recognizing that through through ongoing training and awareness, you're able to to support that culture of safety and keep it fresh in in front of uh, the the minds and and the eyes of of your associates. I do understand that it's a a tough task to promote safety within your organization. And in your experience in, in doing this, you know, what are some of the pain points that you've seen in, in your company or feel free to, you know, even discuss industry-wide, you know, what, what those pain points are uh, when it comes to safety. What, what are things that, what are the things that you're seeing and, uh, and in what ways uh, do you see your company and the industry as a whole to, to assuage those concerns? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and so while I, I think everyone everyone would ag- agree and understand the, the importance of, of proper training and ongoing awareness, I, I can talk uh, specifically uh, about the leveraging, uh, uh, again, of, of technology. And, and really what, what part of that is, is understanding the, the person that you're trying to reach through, through the leveraging of this technology. And, and so, for example, in some cases, it's just generational. Uh, you, you have some uh, long-tenured truck drivers that are not interested in a lot of technology. They're, they're simply interested in, I want to drive. I, I, I don't need all this additional tech in my truck. I was fine without it. But what we find is, is that if you, if you help them understand how it works and how it will be a benefit to them, it goes a long way. And, and an example I can give you is uh, with our uh, automated manual transmissions. We started a- AMTs. We started specking our trucks almost a decade ago now with AMTs. And what we found was that um, we would have some tenured driver associates uh, that would initially say, you know, I didn't want this when you gave it to me, uh, but if you tried to take it from me, I'd fight you on it because they realize the, the, the true benefit of it. Um, similarly with our, uh, I've just spoke about the collision mitigation system. Uh, although there were some initial concerns about how it would respond, what they really liked was the adaptive cruise control that comes with it and the ability for the system to automatically maintain a set uh, space cushion for the drivers. O- on the flip side, I, I would mention that there are, there are some drivers that 
uh, are very tech savvy and are looking for more. They're looking for more technology to help make their life better, to help make their job easier. Uh, and, and for that, we've, we've been able to uh, implement a, a uh, telematics platform. And that telematics platform is a, is a one-stop shopping device where you can communicate, you can get your navigation, you can uh, per, uh, log uh, your, your daily work. Uh, and it also has apps on it for uh, uh, truck scales and fuel and just things that in general make it easier for, for someone to work over the road. Uh, of course, everything that we would build in that tablet and that we have in our tablet, we do it with an eye towards safety because we need to make sure that it's not uh, configurable when you're driving. But when you're stopped, all that information is right there in the tablet and you can even take it with you. You can take it into the customer. Uh, you could take it home to check your work assignments. And, and that's been a, that for, for, for those that are tech savvy, that's something that they really, they really appreciate. You had mentioned that, you know, some are, you know, tech savvy while others are more tech adverse. Is that more of a generational thing? In, in most cases it is, but not always, because I, you know, while I mentioned the, the, the tenured uh, truck driver who, who is, might not necessarily want the technology, we also have those who are, who are very uh, affluent in technology and they know what's out there and they know what, what's, what capabilities should be. And, and candidly, they let us know what they're looking for. And, and you know, so much of what we do when, when we evolve and, and we improve is based on our driver's input and our feedback. And so, so that's certainly the case. I, I, I think that the challenge though can be as you're adding technology, and this is with whether somebody is, is maybe a little uh, averse to technology or, or tech, tech savvy is, is you, you do run the risk of if you don't train someone up front in, in providing a little bit of overload to, to a driver. So it's important that you, you train the driver associates on the front end to understand what does this mean when you receive this alert? What, what does the, the haptic warning mean in the collision mitigation? Well, what is the, uh, we have, for example, we have a pre-pass system that allows our drivers to know when a scale, they need to pull into a scale or not. But that system also provides alerts on uh, low viaducts and uh, uh, steep downgrades. And, and, uh, and, and it's even mapped scenarios where there have been a high degree of rollovers in the industry. And it provides those alerts. Letting, letting the drivers know ahead of time what they can expect, what it means, and how to use the technology that really goes a long way because the, the last thing you want is for someone to just jump in and, and not know how to fully leverage or utilize the technology. Yeah, speaking of technology, uh, I, I like to focus on the, the implementation of uh, telematics that you were just referring to a few, a few minutes ago. Um, you know, that, that's, that's sure is a game changer when it comes to uh, that incorporation into fleets. You know, where do you see that, you know, in-cab technology fused with safety how do you see that going into the future for the industry? In terms of the just the, the telematics itself, we, well, you know what I, I, I would would say really for all technology. He, here's what I would say: I, I we would believe that it will it will t continue to refine the the systems uh, in, in the you know we have a, we have a tablet that that the telematics are are housed in. The the those systems will continue to become more robust. They'll continue to be more and more 
applications out there for drivers to use to enhance their their workday and and life over the road. And and the the safety technologies that we were talking about, they will continue to get better. We saw this uh, over, uh, actually it's been probably a decade now that when we started with uh, collision mitigation, we see that the systems are becoming more robust in terms of their detection and reaction. Uh, I, I think each of these systems will get better and better and pro- provide more and more um, benefit to the to the driver. Ultimately, we, we know that uh, this this technology that I'm talking about, the the ADAS or uh, this uh, driver assistance technology, this driver assistance systems, these are 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 the building blocks for uh, automation. And while at some point in time we know that automation will will arrive, and it may be not for a number of years, but but until it does, I, I think we as well as other companies will continue to leverage this refinement of driver assistance systems, just because it helps keep them. It certainly helps aid the driver, uh, makes them a safer driver, and then overall it it just uh, it helps improve highway and, and roadway safety. Tom, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I I appreciate it. Again, thank you for inviting me. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. In what ways has technology assisted in improving driver safety? As we heard from our guests, improving driver safety is a never-ending task. And without any doubt, technology has played a major role in assisting those efforts. But as you heard, there is always room for improvement. Fortunately, there is space for fleets, OEMs, and developers to find solutions via telematics and other collision mitigation systems. While the industry makes progress improving on the components of telematics, the follow-through will remain in the hands of the human element. It's one thing for a low-tech device to inform and forewarn, but it's ultimately up to the driver to heed those calls. That's where training and partnerships come into play. For fleets, it's about providing a culture of safety and awareness to its employees. For their OEM partners and vendors, it's about establishing proper communication and working together to provide workable as well as sensible solutions to provide that security. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team and reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.